This episode is brought to you by IVP. I'm author and spiritual director Sheila Wise Rowe. Have you ever wished you could find books that will empower you, heal you, and help you to become the person God has intended you to be? Keep listening to find out more about resources that I've written especially for Black readers. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Song of Solomon, Chapter 7, through Song of Solomon, Chapter 8. Song of Solomon, Chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. The lover to his beloved. How beautiful are your sandaled feet, O noble man's daughter! The curves of your thighs are like jewels, the work of the hands of a master craftsman. Your navel is a round mixing bowl, may it never lack mixed wine. Your belly is a mound of wheat, encircled by lilies. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. Your neck is like a tower made of ivory. Your eyes are the pools in Heshbon, by the gate of Bathrabin. Your nose is like the tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus. Your head crowns you like Mount Carmel. The locks of your hair are like royal tapestries. The king is held captive in its tresses. How beautiful you are. How lovely. Oh, love with your delights. The palm tree and the palm tree climber. The lover to his beloved. Your stature is like a palm tree and your breasts are like clusters of grapes. I want to climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit stalks. May your breasts be like the clusters of grapes and may the fragrance of your breath be like apples. May your mouth be like the best wine, flowing smoothly for my beloved, gliding gently over our lips as we sleep together. Poetic refrain, mutual possession, the beloved about her lover. I am my beloved's, and he desires me. The journey to the countryside, the beloved to her lover. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us rise early to go to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, to see if their blossoms have opened, if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. The mandrakes send out their fragrance. Over our door is every delicacy, both new and old, which I have stored up for you, my lover. Song of Solomon, Chapter 8 The Beloved's Wish Song The Beloved to Her Lover Oh, how I wish you were my little brother! 
nursing in my mother's breast. If I saw you outside, I could kiss you. Surely no one would despise me. I would lead you and bring you to my mother's house, the one who taught me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, the nectar of my pomegranates. Double refrain, embracing and adjuration. The beloved about her lover. His left hand is under my head. His right hand embraces me. The beloved to the maidens. I admonish you, O maidens of Jerusalem, do not arouse or awaken love until it pleases. The awakening of love. The maidens about his beloved. Who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? The beloved to her lover. Under the apple tree, I aroused you. There your mother conceived you. There she who bore you was in labor of childbirth. The nature of true love. The beloved to her lover. Set me like a cylinder seal over your heart, like a signet on your arm. For your love is as strong as death. Passion is as unrelenting as Sheol. Its flames burst forth. It is a blazing flame. Surging waters cannot quench love. Floodwaters cannot overflow it. If someone were to offer all his possessions to buy love, the offer would be utterly despised. The brother's plan and the sister's reward. The beloved's brothers. We have a little sister, and as yet she has no breasts. What shall we do for our sister on the day when she is spoken for? If she is a wall, we will build on her a battlement of silver. But if she is a door, we will barricade her with boards of cedar. The beloved. I was a wall, and my breasts were like fortress towers. Then I found favor in his eyes. Solomon's vineyard in the beloved's vineyard. The beloved to her lover. Solomon had a vineyard at Baal Haman. He leased out the vineyard to those who maintained it. Each was to bring 1,000 shekels of silver for its fruit. My vineyard, which belongs to me, is at my disposal alone. The thousand shekels belong to you, O Solomon, and two hundred shekels belong to those who maintain it for its fruit. Epilogue. The lover's request and his beloved's invitation. The lover to his beloved. O you who stay in the gardens, my companions are listening attentively for your voice. Let me be the one to hear it. The beloved to her lover. Make haste, my beloved. Be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. The Lord gives Solomon wisdom. Solomon, son of David, solidified his royal authority. For the Lord his God was with him and magnified him greatly. Solomon addressed all Israel, including those who commanded units of a thousand and a hundred, the judges and all the leaders of all Israel who were heads of families. Solomon and the entire assembly went to the worship center in Gibeon, for the tent where they met God was located there, which Moses the Lord's servant had made in the wilderness. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar made by Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, was in front of the Lord's tabernacle. Solomon and the entire assembly prayed to him there. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the meeting tent, and he offered up 1,000 burnt sacrifices. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Tell me, what should I give you? Solomon replied to God, You demonstrated great loyalty to my father David and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, may your promise to my father David be realized, for you have made me king over a great nation as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now give me wisdom and discernment so I can effectively lead this nation. Otherwise, no one is able to make judicial decisions for this great nation of yours. God said to Solomon, Because you desire this and did not ask for riches, 
wealth, and honor, or for vengeance on your enemies, and because you did not ask for long life, but requested wisdom and discernment so you can make judicial decisions for my people, over whom I have made you king, you are granted wisdom and discernment. Furthermore, I am giving you riches, wealth, and honor, surpassing that of any king before or after you. Solomon left the meeting tent at the worship center in Gibeon and went to Jerusalem, where he reigned over Israel. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. The Lord gives Solomon wisdom. Solomon made an alliance by marriage with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He married Pharaoh's daughter. He brought her to the city of David until he could finish building his residence in the temple of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. Now the people were offering sacrifices at the high places because in those days a temple had not yet been built to honor the Lord. Solomon demonstrated his loyalty to the Lord by following the practices of his father David, except that he offered sacrifices and burnt incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for it had the most prominent of the high places. Solomon would offer up 1,000 burnt sacrifices on the altar there. One night in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. God said, Tell me what I should give you. Solomon replied, You demonstrated great loyalty to your servant, my father David as he served you faithfully, properly, and sincerely. You have maintained this great loyalty to this day by allowing his son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in my father David's place, even though I am only a young man and am inexperienced. Your servant stands among your chosen people. They are a great nation that is too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning mind so he can make judicial decisions for your people and distinguish right from wrong. Otherwise, no one is able to make judicial decisions for this great nation of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon made this request. God said to him, Because you asked for the ability to make wise judicial decisions and not for long life or riches or vengeance on your enemies, I grant your request and give you a wise and discerning mind superior to that of anyone who has preceded or will succeed you. Furthermore, I am giving you what you did not request, riches, and honor, so that you will be the greatest king of your generation. If you follow my instructions by obeying my rules and regulations, just as your father David did, then I will grant you long life. Solomon then woke up and realized it was a dream. He went to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, offered up burnt sacrifices, presented peace offerings, and held a feast for all his servants. New Testament reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 through 31. The message of the cross. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will thwart the cleverness of the intelligent. Where is the wise man? Where is the expert in the Mosaic law? Where is the debater of this age? Has God not made the wisdom of the world foolish? For since in the wisdom of God, the world by its wisdom did not know God, God was pleased to save those who believe by the foolishness of preaching. For Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks ask for wisdom. But we preach about a Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Think about the circumstances of your call, brothers and sisters. Not many were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were born to a privileged position. 
But God chose what the world thinks foolish to shame the wise. And God chose what the world thinks weak to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world and what is regarded as nothing to set aside what is regarded as something so that no one can boast in his presence. He is the reason you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Sovereign Lord, we thank you. Thank you that you are the all-wise and knowing God. Thank you, O God, for just this example of what we ought to ask you for. I thank you, O God, for just the display of the wisdom here and the discernment, O God, that uh, Solomon had to ask you for wisdom and to ask you for discernment in order for him to execute his role as king and to be able to do it on behalf of the people to whom you've called him to serve and to rule over. That is uh, such a, a great prayer and something that we ought to continue to emulate. Oh God, I thank you that in the book of James, oh God, you tell us to ask you for wisdom. And we know that those who ask for wisdom will be granted it. So would you help us to ask for, for wisdom, oh Lord? Not that there's nothing wrong, with asking um, for financial provision. There's nothing wrong with asking for long life. There's nothing wrong um, for asking for justice, oh God, because we know that you're a God of justice and we know that you you have all of those. All of those things belong to you. They're all in your hand, oh God. But would you help us, oh Lord God? Would you grant us wisdom on what we ought to ask you for and to believe, oh Lord, that even the things that we forget to ask you for and even the things that we don't ask you for, you have, oh Lord, just as you uh, bestow, even though Solomon didn't ask for riches, although he didn't ask for long life, although he didn't ask for vengeance against his enemy, you said you're were, you were going to give him all of that because he asked. Well, really, because he didn't even ask for that, because he asked for wisdom and discernment, oh God, something that really pleased you. So would you help us to pray prayers that please you? Would you help us, oh Lord, by the by the Spirit to know how we ought to pray and what to pray for and to thank you when our prayers are answered? and not to take it for granted that our prayers are answered. Would you help us to truly have an attitude, a posture, and a lifestyle of thanksgiving and gratitude unto you? And would you please, oh God, grant us wisdom. Give your saints more wisdom. Give us more discernment in this land, oh Lord God, in this time, oh Lord God. As knowledge is increasing, oh God, but wisdom seems to be decreasing. God, we need a supernatural outpouring of wisdom and discernment, O Lord, in this land, among the saints, O Lord God, those in leadership, those um, in the pews, O Lord God, among our elected officials, O Lord God. there We just need wisdom. There's a true crisis of leadership, O God. So I'm praying that you would just raise up leaders, O God, that, that would have wisdom, that you would lay, raise up politicians, O Lord God, that would have wisdom, that you, O God, would just change the posture of the political leaders in this land and give them wisdom, give them discernment on how to rule and how to judge between right and wrong for the sake, O Lord God, of the body politic, O God. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Hi, I'm Sheila Wise-Rowe. My two books, Healing Racial Trauma and Young, Gifted, and Black, serve readers who may need to process hurt and pain or those who undervalue their God-given worth. I also write to those who want to better love and encourage them. 
In my books, you will encounter the stories of Black women and men who've been on a life-changing journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. It's my prayer that you too will meet God in real and unforgettable ways. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off and free U.S. shipping on these books. Visit ivypress.com and use the promo code of the word. Again, that's T-H-E-W-O-R-D. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, soul,